0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Winter Circle Community. I'm Dr. Sean, your host. So let's continue the conversation we've been having on how you can do well and how we can do well together. Each week we have a guest on our show who cares a lot about what's going on in our society, but who also has special expertise in the area of concern. The area of concern today is skin health, so I'm lucky and fortunate to be joined by someone who thinks about skin health all day and every day, (laughs) (laughs) our uh, new uh, friend and colleague, Dr. Jennifer David. Dr. David, welcome to the Winter Circle.
1: Thank you so much, and thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So good that you could come on. You know, skin health, I mean general health, achieving it is no uh, small feat but achieving skin health i mean you have to know what to do and you have to if you don't know what to do you have to find somebody who knows and that's not always easy but i understand that you have uh, come up with some great ways to achieve both of those issues.
1: Yes, yes, so the skin is the largest organ in our body. Okay. And I think people take for granted how much it protects us mm. and how much it is an indicator of our overall health and all the little things that we can do to make sure that we are generally healthy, but also that our skin is healthy. So I think having access to a dermatologist is important. So
0: Perfect. yes, yes. So. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you sound like you think about this a lot. When did it all start and what drew you into field of dermatology so
1: I knew I wanted to be a physician since the age of four I yes yes I I loved my pediatrician I enamored him and I said I want to be you when I grow up and always thought I'd be a pediatrician and then you know you go to medical school and you get to experience all the fields of medicine Mm -hmm. and I had a liking to dermatology Mm -hmm. I liked the fact that I could treat children and adults Mm -hmm. so you treat patients zero to a hundred and it's never boring so I do things like treat acne eczema skin cancer screenings but also surgeries a little cosmetics laser mm. so it's never a dull moment and I like the fact that I have long-term relationships with my patients and if I feel like if I weren't a doctor I'd be a teacher but mm. I get to teach every day Excellent. when I sit down with patients and I explain what their condition is and how we treat it and the whys behind our treatment plans I feel like helps people have a better grasp on their health and more uh, and inspires them to be more motivated to follow through with their treatment plans. And there's a lot of instant gratification in dermatology as well, which is great. You know, you identify an illness, you prescribe the medication, and then typically within a few weeks to a few months, you see them get better and the patients are happy.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I was following some of your social media posts Mm -hmm. and I saw some pictures of rashes and I thought, oh wow, Dr. Jennifer. David, she's probably, by this time, she can look at any rash, uh, any skin condition, and probably figure it out, or even just an image of a rash. Is that true?
1: That is true for the most part. Dermatology is a very visual field. Mm -hmm. So we're very fortunate to live in a time where technology allows us to communicate more efficiently and effectively through our cell phones. Mm -hmm. Our cell phones now have what, like 12 to 24 megapixels, and um, we have the, so I like to take advantage of that. So I have a virtual practice where patients who don't have access to a dermatologist, they live, if they're geographically limited, they can take a picture of their condition, upload their medical history and details around their rash or their skin condition and I can diagnose or at least guide them into the direction of like, this is something I can prescribe a cream for and instruct them how to use it, or say you need to find a dermatologist and I help them navigate that process to find someone close to them.
0: Wow, excellent.
1: So yeah, so we are very fortunate to, to live in this technologically advanced world, but even in clinic, a lot of things have classic appearances. So there are many conditions that we can identify immediately, but if not, then we have things called skin biopsies where we can get a more detailed picture of what's going on underneath the skin on a histological level to give answers that way. Mm,
0: excellent. Yeah. So you mentioned that you have a virtual presence. People can yes. see you from different parts of the country then?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we are limited to practice physicians. We ha- we can only practice in states where we're licensed. So I'm licensed in four states. So my virtual practice, I, c- I have access to patients in Texas, Florida, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Mm. So I had a patient, we did a video visit, and she was in Texas mm-hmm. and wanted to see a doctor of color because she had specific concerns um, that were regarding like hyperpigmentation, which is a common condition of people of color. And that's one of my expertise. So I was able to have a video visit, discuss her concerns, formulate a treatment plan, and follow up with her in a few weeks. So perfect. yeah.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So I wanted to ask you about some specific uh, conditions, but before we get into the Mm -hmm. diseases, I wanted to know, are there some things that most people can do to promote skin health
1: Absolutely. I think people take, don't, Realize how little things add up to little things can add up over time to create optimal skin health. It's the little things like making sure we moisturize every day to keep our skin barrier intact, making sure you're using the correct moisturizer, because not all lotions and creams are created equal. There's certain ingredients you want to look for, like ceramides. Ceramides are the building block of retaining moisture in your skin. So you want to look at the ingredients label. Says so my lotion have a ceramide in it. And doing those little things every day add up to having optimal skin health it doesn't have to be paying for a procedure or things like going to the spa it's no it's every day after you shower making sure you're moisturizing effectively eating well hydrating drinking lots of water all of those add up
0: Mm. so what I hear you describing as the approach is similar to the approach that works for general health Uh, it's that daily health uh, practices really exactly okay okay have you noticed that there are some lifestyle conditions that tend to promote uh, diseases, skin uh, diseases that
1: we have? Yes, there can be. So stress is a big issue. Stress can trigger a lot of underlying skin conditions, Mm -hmm. especially autoimmune skin conditions. So if someone is prone to eczema or psoriasis, Mm -hmm. stress isn't going to cause that, but it will exacerbate it. It will make people flare. Mm -hmm. So making sure we manage our stress more effectively. So that's where the big picture in overall health and wellness where not only eating well it's exercising meditating having positive outlets for your stress all of those things can help decrease the number of flares that people have and then you're not as dependent on prescriptions to maintain your disease state
0: so certain foods that we can eat uh, that promote Skin health. Yes, uh, certain food, certain oh, types of absolutely. foods. Absolutely. Oh, I have to know that. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, omega three fatty acids. Okay. So the good fats. Mm-hmm. So those are found in fatty fish like salmon and mackerel. They're found in nuts like almonds. Certain foods like avocados. Mm. Uh, they're all part. The, these omega three fatty acids will help restore skin moisture. They also have studies that prove that fish oil specifically, so the omega-3 is found in salmon, or you can take a supplement if you don't enjoy the taste of salmon, but most people enjoy the way salmon tastes. But it does, the the omega-3 fatty acids do promote, they help regulate autoimmune conditions, so they decrease inflammation in the body. Mm -hmm. So if you have psoriasis or eczema, or even just for overall heart health, because inflammation of your blood vessels can have uh, long-term health effects so making sure your diet is well balanced but making sure you include those specific what we call like power foods Mm
0: -hmm. excellent excellent I'm starting to get some ideas for what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. Yeah. Now that you're talking,
1: Yes, some salmon and yeah. a few uh, vegetables. I, I like to tell patients to obviously want to eat your fruits and vegetables, focus on vegetables, but make sure the the easy thing is make sure you have a variety of colors. Mm-hmm. You want to have those greens like with your kale and broccoli and spinach and then have some reds in there with like bell peppers mm-hmm. and things like that. So just as long as you're Uh, vegetable variety is colorful. Mm -hmm. You're pretty much hitting all of the important uh, points. I'm
0: happy to say that these are all of my favorites too. Oh, good. (laughs) Good. Wonderful. Thank you. So now that we're moving into spring, actually we're in spring, are you starting to see a certain change in what people are asking you, uh, certain conditions that are associated with the change of seasons?
1: Yes, so along with the beautiful weather comes the exacerbation of allergies, mm. seasonal allergies. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing a lot of people who have eczema. Mm-hmm. So eczema is a part of something called the atopic triad. So if you have eczema, you have a condition where your skin doesn't make as much ceramides, which I said are those building blocks of moisture in the skin. But having eczema makes you more prone to things like allergic rhinitis or seasonal allergies mm-hmm. and or asthma. So as the seasonal allergies are kicking up, people's eczema are starting to flare. So mm. we have to be cognizant of that. Okay.
0: So the atopic dermatitis family uh, eczema and anything else we have to be concerned about? So asthma and
1: Correct. things like that? Okay. Yes. So you know, antihistamines are important. Having mm-hmm. a diet that is rich in these anti-inflammatory foods that mm-hmm. we mentioned mm-hmm. can help in addition to uh, medications that kind of help control that histamine release. Mm. What is it about
0: the season, uh, do we know that, that makes eczema in these flare? Is it just the temperature? Is it the humidity? I mean, what's going on?
1: Uh, I think it's a lot of the pollination. So the plants are starting to pollinate. Mm. So this is the time where as plants and trees pollinate, Mm. a lot of people develop allergies to them. Mm. There's something called the hygiene hypothesis. We live in such a hygienic world Mm. today where we're not facing the same amount of pathogens that our ancestors did thousands of years ago, Mm -hmm. that our immune system starts to react to things that aren't dangerous. Mm. So people develop, instead of having, so your immune system, instead of having to fight pathogens in our water and our daily environment they start to recognize things that aren't dangerous as um, dangerous and then our body reacts to them so that's mm. kind of how allergies work on a very rudimentary level it's mm-hmm. a little more complicated than sure, that sure. but in layman's terms so mm-hmm. that that's kind of what happens so
0: mm. okay
1: okay
0: i was wondering mm-hmm. you know Practice in medicine, people come up to you and ask you questions once they find out that you're a doctor. So when they find out that you're a dermatologist, what's the most sort of common question they ask you?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I think oh, most of the time it's people concerned about a certain spot or a lesion they'll say oh can you take a look at this spot is it okay <laughs> um that's the most common one and then i think the second most common one is is sunscreen really important ah. mm-hmm. and i reassure them yes we have to wear sunscreen we have to protect our skin from uv radiation and also it's Sunscreen important in people of color. Mm. So a lot of my brown skin patients Mm. say, do I I really need sunscreen? And the newer studies are yes. Mm. Brown skin needs sunscreen too. We can get skin cancers. Mm. They're not as common, but they're often diagnosed later in life. And because of that, we have a disproportionately high mortality rate. Mm. So it's those two things. Can you look at the spot and is sunscreen important? Mm.
0: I see. And I can imagine some of my relatives looking at things and saying, well, we don't get cancer, so I'm not going to worry about that.
1: Exactly. And that's not the case. Mm So it's important to come in once a year for Mm -hmm. a skin cancer screening exam. When I have patients in my office, I look from head to toe. Mm -hmm. I look through your scalp. I look in your ears, look in your mouth Mm -hmm. and all the way down to between the toes. Mm -hmm. When patients say like, oh, doctor, I really need to take off my socks and shoes. I say, yes, Bob Marley died of melanoma on Mm -hmm. his toe. Oh, wow yes so i look everywhere so an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure and when we see things early we can catch them and they're very treatable Mm,
0: no doubt yeah so now i have to ask you this big question because if i go through this and my wife watches this show and i don't ask about wrinkles and how we can prevent wrinkles i'll be in big trouble (laughs) so what is the answer to wrinkles
1: Yes, so there's not one answer, right? Other than sunscreen, and I feel like we've, well, I feel like I've communicated the importance of sunscreen. So that's the foundation. Okay. But there are a few things. I think we overcomplicate things, and it's very overwhelming going to the beauty aisle of any drugstore, or even like the stores like Sephora or Ulta, and you're just overwhelmed by the plethora of options and choices. Mm. But it comes down to a good cleanser, Mm. something that will clean your skin and hydrate, a good moisturizer, and then vitamin C, a topical vitamin C in the morning, and a retinoid at night. Those are the basics and sunscreen. So there's only four things you really need. Good cleanser, good moisturizer, and a vitamin C in the morning. Vitamin C is a natural antioxidant, mm-hmm. so it will reverse a lot of the oxidative stress we get, not only from the sun, but living in a city, we're exposed to a lot of pollutants. Mm-hmm. So it will reverse the damage that can happen on your skin cells from mm-hmm. there. And it brightens the skin, so it helps even skin tone. Mm-hmm. And retinoids are applied at nighttime, and they help stimulate collagen. So that is one of the only topical creams out there that can stimulate collagen. So mm-hmm. that helps repair fine lines and wrinkles and helps prevent them as well.
0: Okay, okay. now, are there any particular topics? I'm uh, not topics, but particular brands that you're comfortable to describe?
1: So I talk about the highs and lows. So okay. when it comes to, there is there are things called medical grade skincare products, which mm-hmm. are probably a little bit more expensive, but they're formulated a little bit more elegantly, they're more potent. They actually do research studies behind them to back up the claims mm. because it's a little tricky when you get into what we call the cosmeceutical world. Mm. It's not regulated by the FDA, so mm-hmm. they'll say like, it decreases the appearance of. So they have ways of navigating the language Mm -hmm. to where Technically, they're not claiming a medical fact, but patients aren't aware that of those tec- of, of those nuances. Right. So I say um, combining highs, which is like those medical grade products, um, with like things that you can find over the counter. Like mm-hmm. I like CeraVe and Cetaphil as great cleansers and moisturizers, uh-huh. fairly inexpensive. Uh-huh. I combine those with either prescription strength retinoids if a patient prefers, or a vitamin C cream that is a little bit more higher end. So it doesn't have to be that. Everything in your regimen is expensive to work. It's a good combination. Hmm.
0: Okay, so now these are some pretty high-end terms that you're using, and if people are connected to you Mm -hmm. and they're following you, can they find those on your website or links to those types of? Yes,
1: so I have uh, my website is Mm www.skinandscripts.com. so that's my virtual practice where I like to provide patient information. You have options of scheduling a video consult with me and a lot of my video consults are talking about patients and their specific skin concerns, finding out their skin type and giving personalized recommendations. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to sit here and say, okay, these are the brands that you should use. Because there are so many options. and what works for one person might not work for someone else. Mm -hmm. So it depends on your skin type and your specific concerns. Makes sense. Mm Yes. But on my website, I have Mm -hmm. information and... Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, and I did check out your website and I must say, I I liked the navigation of it. I found it very easy. Even though I was just looking and checking it out, I felt like, okay, I could make an appointment right now, you know, because it was just so easy that it was inviting to make an appointment. Oh, thank you. From a patient experience standpoint, it really takes you in.
1: Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: Are there any other places that people can follow you, uh, find you, do you do some uh, public education uh, on your websites? Uh, let's say, Instagram or the Yes,
1: so I'm very active on social media. Uh I think it's a fun platform. Uh That's where the attention is, uh, especially with the younger generations Mm -hmm. to educate on the importance of sunscreens and skin checks and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very active on Instagram. I'm at Dr. Jennifer David. Mm -hmm. And TikTok, same at Dr. Jennifer David. I have a creative side, so I like to not only provide educational information, but make it fun and a little entertaining as well. Mm
0: Well, um, you're the expert here and it's obvious, I mean, you know, I realized that I didn't know anything about skin just listening to (laughs) my daughter and my wife. Uh One time I told them that I use the same lotion for my face as I do my body and they were like looking at me like I was a caveman, you know, (laughs) it was so embarrassing. Uh So I'd like to invite you to close out the show with a healthy skin promotional message. You have the floor.
1: Okay. So I'm Dr. Jennifer David. I'm a board certified dermatologist. And if you have any specific questions or concerns about your skin type or building a skincare regimen, you can find me at www.skinandscripts.com. If you live in the Philadelphia area, I do see patients in person and I work with the PA dermatology group. So you can find me online there to schedule a visit. And my closing message would be that skincare doesn't have to be complicated and good skincare is not a luxury. It's a necessity. So it's all the little things that we do every day that can add up to optimal skin health. So making sure that you moisturize every day, use a gentle cleanser, and apply that sunscreen.
0: It does help to have somebody who can demystify all yes, of this. It's not that complicated. Know, most of us are just like eating and doing what we're doing and then we get The skin we get, and then we're like, okay, I'll just have to live with this.
1: Yes, yes. Now you. <laughs> I really
0: appreciated it. your coming on to the show.
1: Yeah, thank yeah. you very much for having me.
0: And maybe in the future, we can talk about especially how men. Uh, We neglect ourselves and we don't know what's going on.
1: Yeah, I I would love to come back because there are certain moisturizers and lotions that are good to use head to toe, Mm -hmm. but some that are not. So we could talk about the details and the devil is in the details. Mm -hmm. So we could talk about specific brands, specific habits, and um, how to put together a very low maintenance skincare regimen for men that make it easy but effective at the same time. So let's do it.
0: That's awesome. That's perfect. I love that for myself. So thanks for joining us here in the Winter Circle today. That was wonderful information, a lot of uh, information about how we can take care of ourselves, how we can take care of our skin, how we can promote our own health. So you can look for this message next week, um, Monday, two o'clock p.m., Tuesday, six o'clock p.m., or wherever you're finding this message. Make sure you follow us. We'll be doing a lot of good things here in the Winter Circle. We'll have this message on a podcast, the Pure Audio podcast as well. And we'll be having a social media platform coming as well. So look for us. And until then, guys, keep winning. Take care. Have a great weekend.